Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes. Amen. Where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. If you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Well, look, God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins, and this is the General of Deliverance podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about an exciting subject that's very dear to my heart. Amen. Because this is one of the things that God has delivered me from and we're still walking in freedom. Now, some of you out there, praise God, I want to do first thank you for your cash app donations. It has been a blessing to us. I do not want to ever come on without thanking those that sow whatever size that you feel in your heart that you want to donate to the work that we're doing. And you can do that by donating to dollar sign General Ivory Hopkins. That's dollar sign General Ivory Hopkins. Amen. That is our cash app donation. Praise the Lord. Uh, website that you go on through cash app. That's dollar sign General Ivory Hopkins. Now, the book that you see up there, Prayers and Deliverance Guide from Drug Addiction, that is a book that I, I wrote myself on the subject. This morning, I will be talking about processing drug addiction in your family. The spirit of generational drug addiction. Processing drug addiction in your family. The spirit of generational drug addiction. Now, I'm going to say this to everyone. Amen. It is not easy dealing with addiction in the family line. I I am one myself who has, uh, I am one myself who has gone through this. I God has delivered me and brought me out of drug addiction. I was cross-addicted on cocaine, amen, uh, masculine acid, speed, Durbont. I was cross-addicted on a lot of different drugs and alcohol. And thanks be to God, today and for many years, I have been free. But during that journey, amen, it tried to capture my life, my work, my calling. It tried to capture every area of my life. And as I said, today, I am 100% drug-free, and I give God the praise for it. But I do want to do this morning is talk about, give you some insight on how to combat that in your family line. Now, I'm going to say this also. There is nothing to be embarrassed about when you have a loved one that is bound by drug addiction. Often somebody will say, well, they were raised up in a good home. Is that not pastor so-and-so or, or, or some family, prestigious family? Is that not one of them in the family? This stronghold has nothing to do with what title you have, what people think about you in the community. Amen. This is a, a warfare attack of the enemy to destroy destiny. Yes, that's right, my friends. Drug addiction 
is all about destroying destiny. I will never forget one time I was casting a demon out of an individual, and this demonic power said to me as I was casting it out, it said to me, that's all right, Ivory. You're going to cast me out. But one thing we got on y'all, if we can keep y'all bound up long enough, and we can keep y'all addicted long enough, you will die. In short, this demon was telling me that if it could keep that individual bound long enough to the drugs, to the addiction, they will die without fulfilling destiny and purpose. Are y'all hearing me? Now, I'm going to go on to, and, and the reason why I'm using the book of Psalms 127, verse 3 in the King James and in the American, New American Standard Bible, is for clarity. Now, the whole thing is about is children are in heritage unto the Lord. They are a gift from God. And Satan hates children being brought in the earth, people being brought in the earth, who will, number one, Serve the Lord, number two, fulfill prophetic destiny. Look what it says in Psalms 127, verse 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. And the uh, American Standard Bible says, Behold, children are a heritage unto the, a gift of the Lord. They are a gift of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is a reward. So the enemy wants to specifically destroy the heritage, the bloodline generational effect that will happen. Look, one day, one of these weeks, it may be next week or a few days, I'm going to teach on interruption of generational bloodline. It can be interrupted by curses and strongholds that can bind and cause things to happen for almost 500 years and what have you. And I'm going to show you what that means when I go in the teaching. And this is not always the case. In other words, there are things that the enemy can plant in our family line that can cause bondage in our family line for several decades, three and four generations. Are you hearing me? Look what it says in Isaiah 61, 9, and I'm using this as an example Amen. And it said, their seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. Are you getting this? That family member, including you yourself, you are you will be known among the Gentiles. There are things in your life that will that is supposed to make you known in the earth. But guess what? The devil knows that if he can get our offspring bound by addiction, bound by drugs, out of their mind, they will cause that seed not to produce not only for themselves, but for their children. Are y'all hearing me? Isaiah in the Aramaic, Isaiah 61, 9, in the Aramaic Bible in plain English says, your seed will be made known among the Gentiles and the seed of your seed among the people. Now look at this last part. All that see thee shall recognize. Oh, listen, that's it. All that see you shall recognize you, that you are seed whom the Lord Jehovah has blessed. This is what this attack is all about. I want you to get beyond being embarrassed about your family. Are you hearing me? It's all about, I'm going to say it again, 
all that see them shall acknowledge them and that they are the seed which the Lord have blessed. Now, there's a lot of people who uh, have met the side of me that was delivered. You've met the, uh, a brother, Apostle Hopkins, Brother Hopkins. Oh, he's a deliverance minister. You didn't meet me when I was bound by drug addiction, when I was fighting a demonic stronghold that literally put me off my feet out of ministry. Many of you did not know me then. And that stronghold was coming after destiny. I would have never been able to sit in this seat and affect people all over the world. Every day, walking in my prophetic destiny, I realized I got away. The, the devil thought he had me, but I got away. It says here in Isaiah 61, 9, all seeing you shall recognize you that you are the seed whom the Lord Jehovah has blessed. Now, I will say this in this very candid conversation. Lord, help me. This is what some of you may need to do because you've got it going on in your family. I say to you, pastors, you leaders, you family members, I know you can get embarrassed about saying, well, my God, that family member of mine that's on, on drugs, they're embarrassing the family. I get it. I understand it. The enemy actually wants you to cut them off. The enemy wants you to give up on them and cut them off. Now, this is different than when I say cut off, meaning find yourself in a place wherein you are so ashamed of them, you don't even claim them as your own. I'm going to say this straight up. Every family member in my family, I claim them unto the Lord. Whether they're gay, whether they're straight, whether they're left, whether they're right, whether they're addicted, whether they're bound by lust, they are my bloodline, they are my family line. I claim them for God. I claim them that the Spirit of the Lord God and the promises of God will manifest fully in their life, and I'm not giving up on them. That is the fight. The first stronghold you have to fight when you have a drug-addicted family member in your family line is you giving up on them. Now, I know where somebody's mind is going. Well, you got to be careful because you know they can, be, they can be deceptive. You know they can be twisted. Listen, not giving up on someone does not mean you're not aware of some of the things that their addiction will cause them to try to pull on you. I just talked to two pastors just last week, just last week. Matter of fact, they called me for counsel, amen, because they had a daughter. They have a daughter that they had to put boundaries up. Lord, help me set boundaries and follow through to preserve you and the rest of your family. That is number one. The reason why with a drug-addicted family member, you have to set boundaries because if you don't set boundaries for them and yourself, somebody say it with me, setting boundaries for both them and myself, that spirit will interject itself into the whole family and literally destroy it. Are y'all hearing me? The person that is bound by that spirit really does not mean to destroy the family. They are in their own world. Their mind has chemically been affected. The spiritual strongholds are able to get in and out and keep them trapped in a cycle of addiction, lies, perversion, 
prostitution, whoredom. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying it just like it is. Are y'all hearing me? But I, they had you have to ask God, Lord, help me set boundaries and follow through to preserve both you and the rest of the family. Somebody listen to me right now. You are watching your mother or your grandmother, grandparents, being used by a family member who is addicted. And you are sitting there hoping like heck. You are almost biting your nails saying, Lord, please let my mother and father, Lord, please let my grandparent not be drawn in by the deceptive drug drama that these things will use them to do. When I say this to you, there are many of you that are listening at me who are grandparents, who are parents, who are husband and wives, or, or, or who are in a relationship with a person who is addicted and they have stole stuff from you. They have lied to you. They have hidden things from you. And you're at the point where in you don't know what to do. My dear friend, this message is one to try to give you some help and insight. Lord, help us set boundaries and follow through with them. Are you hearing me? The addiction is trying to steal, kill, and destroy your loved ones and family. This spirit, the spirit of addiction, the addiction itself steals, kills, and destroys. And if you don't set a boundary to it, it will continue on until it infects the entire family, whether they're getting high or not. Now, there's two things I've noticed in families. You've got families who have almost everybody's getting high, but the one who is extremely messed up, they look at that person as if they're the real tragedy in the family. When in truth, all y'all getting high. It's just, that, it's just that you're not recognizing that that stronghold you're playing with that your other family member is bound by, trapped by, caged by, is no different in you than it is in them. Well, I'm not doing stuff like them. You may not be doing stuff like them, but what makes you think you're any better than they are? Can you get up in the morning and have a day without hitting that blunt? Can you get up in the morning and have a week without having to get high? If you're so free, big boy and girl, then you go a week or two without taking any hit whatsoever. Remember, you're better than the family member who is so bad that they're out there in them streets doing stuff. They're so bad that they need to be put in a, a, a some type of program. Understand me, real friend, my dear friend. Don't get so arrogant and fool yourself. Me having been a former addict, when I look at drug addictions in my family line and in other people, I don't judge them from the lens of, my God, they're just a mess, and they're just such an embarrassment. I look at them through the lens that, oh, my God, they have the same thing that I had in me. They had the same thing that deceived me, that bound me, that addicted me, that caused my appetite in my body to crave that drug. That same thing that made me a liar and a deceiver to get that drugs made me a hider, hiding stuff to get that drug. Why? Because the thing from this addiction is out to kill, steal, and destroy. Let me get back to the family. So let me get back to that family and what happened. Well, when I was talking to them, they said to me, Apostle, we're really in a, in a bad state. Uh, we have constantly kept helping our daughter. We have constantly kept 
setting boundaries. And so we tried to take her back in. We tried to, to, to try to give all the help we could. I said, and what happened? The daughter kept bringing drugs in the house. The person kept doing things that threatened the whole family. Kept doing. Let me tell you something. In this particular case, this family had to set a boundary. Now, you try to help at first. Now, let me tell you where this thing operates. At first, when you have an addicted family member, they're so bound that you yourself may enable them. What do I mean by enabling? You may actually give them money, and you know that they're going to go right out and pump that drug into their system and act out, but you give it to them so that they can get relieved and leave you alone because sometimes they will pressure you with guilt. This happens a lot of times, especially to older people. When you got younger people in your family who is bound by addiction, they will play your emotions. They will play. They will say, if you love me, you'll give me the money. If you love me and you really want to help me, come on, help me get my hit. This family did, kept doing all that they could. After a while, they had to set a boundary and set an alternative. They had to set a boundary and an alternative. And their daughter refused. They brought her back in the 11th teen times. I'm trying to tell you, it didn't happen just, oh, she get, they get high, oh, they're drug addicted. I'm done with them. Over and over and over and over again, they kept going over the boundaries, going, running out, over and over doing it. They had to set a boundary. And guess what? That last time, they ended up giving her a choice, program or get out. And for the, the addicted person chose to get out in the world, which they would go off and get high for days at a time, staying somewhere anyway. Now, I'm just said that, and I'm moving right along. Because if you be try to deal with this by mere sympathy and by, by just your kind heart, that, that addiction spirit in them will play you like a fiddle. Are you hearing me? I'm going to say it again. If you try to deal with this with just mere kindness, they will play you like a fiddle. This spirit will make you do things to always bail them out, do things to pay for things that they are doing, do things to cause you to feel guilty because of what they are willingly doing. Are you hearing me? I did not get free at all from the addiction in my life until I started fighting back myself. Nobody could help me at that time until I started fighting back myself. Now I'm going to move right along. So this family says to me, my brother Ivory, were we wrong? Were we wrong in setting the boundaries? Were we wrong in having the, and, and, at this last time that when she did what she did, it really brought us all of the family into, into a, a danger, all of the family under control of the drama and the addiction? Were we wrong? And I told him, no, you were not. You were at a place that you loved this family member, but you could not allow their addictive behavior to pull you all in. Are y'all hearing me? That's exactly where they were at. Let me go back to my notes, my dear friends. They had to. So some of y'all are rustling right now with that. Should I, should I have set that boundary? You feel guilty. You have to set boundaries. Also, don't make their addiction about your family image. It's a sad mistake. And now let me tell you, what, what am I trying to say? Oh, my God. That addicted person is related to 
Apostle Hopkins. So what? Oh, isn't that the bishop's daughter? Isn't that the bishop's son? Isn't that the daughter of mother so-and-so in the church? Don't make it about your family's image. Because truth be told, and three demons be shamed, your family got this in it anyway. I watch people sometimes, <laughs> the ones who feel like they're doing better than the person who is bound, actually in their minds, thinks that they are better. When in truth, you have your own stuff, and they are dealing with theirs as well. Don't make it about the family image. In other words, what will people think if Apostle Hopkins or, or Elder Evelyn Hopkins, if they're, they're, their family member is bound by drugs, they'll think it ain't nothing but a normal. They'll think it ain't nothing but a thing. But if you pride yourself thinking you're such a teacher, such a doctor or lawyer, listen, this drug addiction has gotten into every family. I'm going to say this, and I don't even want to get into no political thing. I am not shocked that President Biden's son did crack cocaine. What makes you think he's above that? What makes you think? Being the president of the United States and your son being your son, that he is beyond being bound by a drug. Really? Tell me who in the real world, I'm talking about the real conscious, sensible thinking, who do you think is exempt? Really? Oh, when I become president, there's an anointing on me that my son cannot be addicted to drugs. Ain't nothing but a thing. I've seen doctors, I've seen lawyers, I have seen people that own the, just people, housewives. I've seen good people get bound by addiction and the enemy find a foothold and tap into both generational and situational things that put them in drug addiction. Be careful of, the next one, be careful of resenting them because you see yourself or addictions damage growing up. Be careful of resenting them because you see yourself. Sometimes the reason why we get so mad is because we see ourselves. We see the stuff that we used to do. Also, be careful of the addictive family member stirring up in you addictions damage that you grew up with. Let me highlight that because that's a good one. That baby right there is good. There we go. In other words, you may see addictions damage that you grew up with. There are, I get people all the time in my counseling sessions and what have you, that they come on and they are the children of the mother and fathers who were my age who were addicts. Are y'all hearing me? And when I talk to those young men and women, they are damaged. They are wounded. They have been abandoned. Listen. The child of an addicted person, the children of an addicted person is abandoned. The addicted, the person with the addiction doesn't really want to do that. They doesn't really want to have life that way. But this is the nature of the beast. And those children that you say, well, they're all right, they're with their grandmama. They're all right, they're, they're, they're in a program. They're all right, they're with uh, some type of agency. That has an effect on them. The enemy knows that it can separate the family line, addict the parents, addict the mother and father, cut them off from the children. Although an agency or a family member takes those children 
abandonment sets in, rejection sets in, a, 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 a thing happens to their mind, will, and emotions that is result of the addiction. Are you hearing me? All effects of addiction is not necessary that their children are become addicts. Sometimes they become rejected, abandoned, and sometimes lost in life, feeling in life that life is just passing you around and there is no security. So be careful of resenting them when you see yourself. Are you hearing me? When you see yourself, when you look at them and you see the thing. Now, you might be doing pretty good and everybody might think we're all that and a bag of chips. But you remember when you were getting high out there on them streets doing whatever it took to get that high. Y'all know what I'm talking about and we ain't playing games in here. Okay, this is hard but may be necessary or you can fall apart. It may be necessary for you to understand this. It's very hard and it could cause you to fall apart. Yourself. I'm talking about the effect of watching addiction in your family line affect both the person that you're trying to get delivered, trying to get healed, trying to get help for, and the children and the rest of the family. It hurts. Remember, you are dealing with a generational stronghold. You are dealing with a generational stronghold. There is a chemical and mental part of this warfare as well. Now, yes, I am a minister. Yes, I am a counselor. Amen. I do recognize the spiritual part. And don't nobody inbox me about it's just demons because I'm, I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening to you because I know it's not just demons. I know that it is a part of things that happen chemically in their mind that the enemy uses, not just spirits. Now, I'm going to move on past that because, like I said, we ain't going there with you. There's a mental health problem to people who are addicted. There are emotional setups that the enemy lines up in their life to cause them to become so down, so depressed, so out of sort until they seek drugs to compensate the pain that they're having. Or there can be a chemical imbalance in their minds that they're going through that the enemy is using. What's wrong with acknowledge both of them and praying for both of them? Or it's just got to be a demon for you. Let me move on, move on past it. There is also spiritual warfare for sure. There's also spiritual warfare for sure. Yes, sir. Meaning, yes, there are demonic attacks. There are generational strongholds and altars. There's even possibly hints of witchcraft and control. I'm not backing off of that. What makes me as a counselor sometimes effective in certain areas that others may or may not be is because I understand basically both the three-way things I understand. I understand as having been a addict myself how this thing operates. I understand having to go through deliverance and get spirits of addiction broken off of my life while getting in a program that helps me learn how to manage my time, gives me tools to understand they, that I understand what it is to be in a program of recovery. I understand what it is to have counseling that is about how to understand how and why the addiction was able to gain a foothold. What many of us in spiritual warfare training calls the root cause. They may need to use a program to help in their recovery. Got that?
they may need to use a program to help in their recovery. Why that, Brother Hopkins? Because you may not know what you're doing. Are you hearing me? There is a level. When I counseled that, that other pastor and his wife, we went into spiritual warfare. You better believe that. We were commanding strongholds to be, to be broken. You better believe that. But the thing, the dynamic that was in their situation with their daughter was their daughter needed to not be home, but in a program that sets an environment and sets tools there to deal with the root cause. Oh, it's just a demon. Here you go again. It has to be just the devil. Cast the devil out. Life as well. Skipping through the tulips. Right. With your unbalanced thinking. In other words, that pastor and that leader were right to pray. They were right to bind. They were right to loose. And they were right to set a boundary and say you got to go when the person refused to submit to help. But when their daughter submits to help, you see, well, then bring her home. No, you might then get her in a program. You might then get her into some counseling. You might then get her into an environment that understands the nature and the actions and the process to help her get acclimated back into life. That's what happened with me. That's what that's absolutely what happened to me when I had a drug addiction and alcohol addiction and crashed and went into this zone. I ended up getting deliverance, getting prayer, setting down from doing anything in ministry at all. Went to counseling for a quite a while. Got into programs to understand what was going on inside of me. And it wasn't because I didn't love Jesus. It wasn't because I didn't want to live right. It wasn't because I was a hypocrite in playing, folks. I was in pain. And that pain was what the enemy used to cause me to seek help outside of God through a drug. I say to some of you who are advent folks that get high every day, I got a question for you. Why? Well, I'm not addicted. I, I, I can handle this. I, this ain't nothing but this. All right, then. Try not to do it and see what happens. Listen, let me be your friend. I'm going to go ahead to the next one. Ask God to help you. To pray to God to help you to back off and allow them to want their freedom as the prodigal son's father did him. I'm going to read that one again because that's good. Ask God to help you back off and allow the addictive party in your family to want their freedom as the prodigal son's father did him. What the prodigal son's father did to him, he turned him loose and, uh, and sure it bothered the father. He turned him loose. Listen, there are some of you listening at me. You will cry and you will weep because you say, my God, I don't want them to think I've thrown them away. But my dear friend, they're at a place like the prodigal son. They are going uh, down the pig pen trail and they, you can, they will not be able to get help until they come to themselves. While they are going through this stage, you are loving them still. You have set a boundary. You have asked God to help heal you through the pain and the grief and the weeping that you see happening to your child, your family member. You are asking God to help you through the weeping and the pain that you're seeing happen to your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren. It's breaking your heart, but you can't 
fix it by letting them come in and practice their addiction straight up in front of you. Pray that the desire for freedom and healing overwhelms your loved one. I pray in the name of Jesus. Y'all hear me? I pray in the name of Jesus that our loved ones get so sick and tired of these strongholds that they fight for their freedom. I'm going to take one second and break here and say this, my dear friend, glory be to God. To God be all the glory. To God be all the praise. The Lord is amazing. Blessed be the name of of the Lord. Praise God. This here, amen, is the book that I have written, amen, uh, that talks about talks about prayer and deliverance, God, from drug addiction. You can get that at pilgrimsministry.org. You can also, praise God, get that book on Amazon. It's also on Amazon, Amazon.com. Amen. You can type prayer and deliverance guide from drug and addiction by Ivory Hopkins, or you can. I want to pull this up here. Amen. See if I can't get it for you guys. Amen. I'm going to get right back to the message. I know somebody said, well, my God, brother, get back to the message. Amen. I am in the message. Trust me. We all up in the message right now. Praise God. Let me see if I can't get, get this back up. Praise God. I want to share this link right here. Amen. This is the book on our website. That's right there, and I'm going to leave it up there for a couple of minutes. Amen. And we're going to get to the prayer section. But this is a book that I've written. Amen. And the title of the book is Prayer and Deliverance Guide from Drug Addiction and then what have you. And it's Prayer and Deliverance Book from the author who is a who was a former drug addict who was delivered by the grace of God's delivering power. He gives practical but useful information on how to navigate drug addictions towards freedom. You can get this on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. You can get it at, I'm leaving it up there right now. The price of the book is $15. Matter of fact, you can tap into this. I don't know whether this will allow me to do this. Let me, let me just see here. Amen. I don't know whether y'all can see this. Praise God. It might allow me to do it. Yeah, baby. I like that. Do y'all see now? If you can go on Amazon and you can actually get the Kindle version of the book, for $9.99. Amen. Or right, everybody got that? You can get the paperback on Amazon also as well. So you can get it through Amazon or you can get it through us. Amen. I know a lot. Me, I love Kindle. I've got almost a thousand books on my Kindle books and I love it. But you can get this book right here. Amen. Everybody got that? Praise God. Hey, every baby downstairs in your office section. Thank you, honey bear. For keeping up with me, I know your husband is kicking this morning. My dear friends, we thank God. Now, let's go back, amen, to talking about the process, amen, of processing drug addiction in your family, the spirit of generational drug addiction. So where did I stop at before I did the commercial? Pray that the desire for freedom, listen at this one here. Pray for the desire for freedom. God bless you right now. Manifests in their life. Pray that their desire for freedom and healing overwhelms your loved one. Lord God, give them an overwhelming grace and love to want to get rid of this thing. Lord God, I ask you to hedge about them with your angelic angels. Lord God, the things that are operating in the mind, I ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, to break those strongholds. Now, I'm going to hit here what I call prayer targeting areas. Now, what am I talking about? I'm going to be a little bit raw. 
Y'all will be all right. Y'all grown folk. Matter of fact, many of you out here listening at me, you lived and done some raw stuff. Amen? Listen, I never will forget. Let me get this lined up the way that I want to line it up. I never will forget a young lady in my church one time. Someone had told her that her son was doing drugs. And she came to me so sweet, bless her naive heart. She said, Brother Ivory, there's some people are claiming that my son is doing drugs, and I just don't claim that. And I thought to myself, okay, all right. She said, Brother Ivory, uh, is the Lord showing you anything? Do you, do, do you see anything at all? I said, yeah, for the last three or four Sundays, he's been sitting in the service just as high as he could be. I said, your son is on drugs. I said, no, the Lord didn't show me. No, I didn't get a prophetic word. I get taught of people uh, pimping and hustling as if God showed them a deep revelation. And can God show you a revelation that someone is doing something behind the scenes? Absolutely. But why should I have to pretend that I got a revelation when I, being a former drug addict myself, was watching a young man set in the 12th row completely out of his head with drugs and his mother couldn't even understand. The boy wasn't sleepy. The boy was coming down from a high. He was coming down from an addiction. Now, let me move on. Some of the things that you might want to go after in your prayer, I've got it here. I bind spiritual strongholds of witchcraft, drug addiction, date rape, family line, and generational curses. Now, I'm going to break down why I put them together. Number one, anything that alters your mind is connected to witchcraft and control. Got that? All addictions are connected to control and manipulation of the mind. Now, I have encountered a lot of people who have actually gotten walked into drug addiction through date rape or rape itself. So I ask you right now, Father, I bind strongholds of witchcraft, drug addiction, date rape, and family line generational curses, meaning this stronghold have been in our family line for a long time. This stronghold is there. No need of trying to act all cute, y'all, and we the Hopkins family, and we don't want to say we got that in our family. Shut up. Tell the truth. Shame the devil and take him out. Lord, deliver our family from witchcraft, control, and manipulation, drug addiction, spirits, and any strongholds related to date rape, incest in the family line, perversion in the family line that broke that individual's spirit. That became a gateway because they couldn't emotionally handle the fact that they were done this way. Next, all spiritual attacks and backlashes due to my commitment to Christ, I reverse back on the enemy's head. There are demonic strongholds that will attack your loved one because of your service to God. Is anybody hearing this? Right there. All spiritual attacks and backlash due to my commitment to Christ. I reverse. Why do you think so many people will tell you? There's hundreds out there will tell you, I grew up in church. My daddy or my mama was this or that in church then what and why are they out there right now swinging on poles in a gentleman's club? Really? You were brought up in church. Why are they out there right now doing all kinds of criminal activity? 
It is because the demons want to pollute, the demons want to infiltrate your bloodline to try to bind them from serving the Most High. Actually, they are building what we call altars. Altars, all altars, all things connected to idolatry, addiction, and control have a spirit over it to keep the person bound. Are you hearing me? So I pray against all spiritual attacks and backlash that is attacking my bloodline because of my stand in Christ. And I stand upon the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord, that my seed will know the Lord. And, that, and name the person when you're praying. That I'm just naming fictitious names. That Willie in the family, that Gail in the family, that Sam in the family, that Sylvia in the family will be free. Got that? Also, Father, the friends and relationships they have, may the Father keep them clear of evil relationships and evil soul ties that will cause them damage in Jesus' name. All addiction always has introducers and suppliers. All addiction always has operating in it introducers and suppliers. So, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus to cut our family member off from the contact and the soul ties with the person that is getting high with them or supplying the drug for them. Even take authority over the street, the county, the drug house, the crack house, the place where they're getting. Ask the Father to bind and hinder and block them from being able to get there, catch the rendezvous, make their contact. Let me tell you something. When I was getting high, we had to chase sometime to get the drugs. That means run from place to place to place. Those out there who are addicted know what I'm talking about. Yes, I am very transparent with this because I was bound, man, and God set me free. Also, I command and pull down spirits of incarceration, jail time, criminal, and gang influence. Why do I do this? Glad you asked, my sweet soldier. Is because this demon will incarcerate your family. It will put them in jail. That's what it wants to do. It wants to put them in cages like an animal. Also, drug addiction spirits have a demon, what we call this, this criminal spirit. This criminal spirit is slick, is sly, and is cunning. Yes, right. Your family member who is bound by the spirit of drug addiction has a spirit in them that is very street, very slick. Now, he, <laughs> I'm going to say this point blank. When I am around drugs and drug addicted people, when we have conversations setting down, many of them tell me, just like a young man from out of Detroit, uh, uh, they called me to talk to him. He had come out of incarceration. He had slipped back into drug addiction. And when he got on the line in counseling with me, he was saying, bro, <laughs> I was expecting you to come on here like some preacher who didn't know what he was talking about. He said, but man, you straight up know. He said, man, you understand, of course. I was a drug dealer and a hustler. I know. Oh, you understand me? I know what's out there on them streets. I know that those streets will have you to do criminal stuff to get a high. Because that demon, that demon wants to lock you 
up. It wants to cage you because while you're caged, you can't do destiny. But the devil is a lie. The enemy put Joseph in jail and Joseph's gift was still operating and it brought him out. I pray in the name of the Lord God Almighty that our family members that are bound up, your family members that are bound up by drug addiction, I pray in the name of Jesus that the gifting and the grace and the mercy of God's salvation and God's power to deliver sets them free just like he did Joseph. Open up those prison doors, God, like you did Peter and Paul. Paul and Silas. Come on, somebody. Also, you will find I asked the father to loose them from or prevent them from being involved in gangs. Amen. Now, I have done many times had deliverances with people who have been in gangs. This spirit is connected with drugs. It's connected with prostitution. It's connected with money laundering. This thing with gangs is deep. Gun sales is deep. Are you hearing me? I asked the, look, some of us right now said, Lord, loose me from that spirit of the corner. Loose me from that spirit of slinging. Come on, slinging drugs. Are you hearing me? Also, those who are already involved in gangs, Father, bring them and protect them. Listen, Father, bring them out and protect them from being hurt because they come out. Father, bring them out. Let me take that off right here. Boom, there we go. Let me make this more phonetically. Amen. I'm something else with the way that I type sometimes. Amen. But I'm just doing what I do, and I love what I'm doing. Come on now. Father, bring them out and protect them from being hurt because they come out. Because you're talking about finances. Listen, when your family member that is tied up in drugs, listen, some of us back in the day, when we would do drugs, we would sell drugs to supply our own high. Now, there's a couple of realms that any dealer knows that they try to do. One, you try never to get high on your product. That's number one. In other words, you bound other people in your culture, in your family line, in society with a drug that you yourself would not do. Then there are some of us on the next level, they actually feed off of their own product. In other words, you will buy enough product to sell from part of it and keep yourself getting high. That type of person is feeding off of their own product. Are you hearing me? And then there's another level of people who come for drugs that they are corporate. They work. They really work. Let's take the word corporate up because then you kind of think like, oh, they're executive. No. In other words, you are what we call a working addict, a functioning addict. In other words, you can work all week, but you know right well Friday or Saturday that demon, that stronghold in you is going to call you and you're going to go on a drug binge for a whole weekend or several days. Father, I ask you to bring them out and protect them from being hurt because they came out of the gang, the drug ring, the cartel. Are you hearing me? Father, keep my generation from being killed on the streets by demons that have children being shot down in the prime of their lives. I've talked to many mothers, talked to many fathers who literally have been, their children have been killed. And also, my dear friends, I have talked to children who says, my father was killed, shot dead, killed straight up when I was three or six years old. 
They never met their father. They never met that family member because the drug addiction and the streets killed them dead. And we've had to minister to them. Minister to the grief, the pain, the abandonment. Once again, I do counseling. That's what I do. That's the work and the business I do now. I am a counselor that is skilled in spiritual warfare, filled with wisdom and insight. I understand the streets. I understand the church. I understand the mechanics. I understand a man ministry to the fullest degree. And I'm telling you, my dear friend, we'll see, we're very effective. And the work that we're doing is extremely successful. Every baby, I know you're downstairs working. I want to give a shout-out to my wife who is putting stuff online as I am talking. Amen. Evelyn and I have been married for 44 years. She saw me go through a relax a relapse of drug addiction and we saw the power of God deliver me. She saw me go through that exact stronghold. Amen. And we're seeing today in our lives, we have a strong counseling ministry. That is the business that we do. Are you hearing me? Not a church service, not a prayer line. It is a counseling ministry and we have clients that we counsel every week, weekly, amen, just like a regular counselor does. And we're seeing Hundreds of people get delivered, get insight, get wisdom, get a clue. Well, look, I'm going to move on. If you're interested in that, go to our website, pilgrimsministry.org, and it tells you how to sign up and pay for time for counseling. And thank you for doing it. Moving right along. Father, my generation, uh, and this is another one. Father, keep my generation from being killed on the streets by demons that have children being shot down in the prime of their life. Father, bless my generation with a long, godly life in Jesus' name. Father, bring them to the place, come on now, that they fulfill their prophetic destiny. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over street demons, worldliness, and strongholds operating in this society, and I command them to loose my generation, save them, Lord Jesus Christ, and bring them into their prophetic destiny for all my or our generation and listen at this i come against what negatively repeats itself in my family line did y'all hear it this deals with cycles i come against what negatively repeats itself in our family line i take authority over any addiction operating in my family line any of it that's the reason why when i have family members who are still getting high and they're thinking within themselves they're good let me help you. You're not. You're not. They're, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. This thing that you're playing with is the thing that tried to destroy our families. They tried to destroy your father. They tried to destroy your grandfather. They tried to destroy your great, great, great grandfather. This stronghold, these demons have been in our life. I once watched a family that when I got to meet them, everybody was getting high. Everybody was getting ripped. And no one thought within themselves, Something wrong with that picture. Well, it is. My dear friends, Satan ain't playing. Huh? He ain't playing. 
Addiction will mess with you till you can hardly work the way you should. Addiction can mess with you till you lose a job. Addiction can mess with you till you sabotage your family. Addiction can mess with you till you're sitting around, amen, spending time getting high while your mate is out there working themselves to death. Addiction can mess with you to the degree till you never reach the full potential. Matter of fact, some of you that are addicted, if you as awesome as you are, on the high that you're with, imagine what you is when your mind is clear, when you're in your full potential. I take authority over any addiction operating in my family line. I pray against spiritual stronghold that destroys relationships, bad relationships being used by men or women. Now, why did I put that in there? I'm so glad you asked questions. Y'all asked some awesome questions. Why did I pray against spiritual strongholds that destroys relationships? Because addiction destroys relationships. Anybody who gets with you has a hard time standing up and living under the roof with you. Anybody that attaches themselves with you, if their finances being fought, this thing here has a way of wrapping around a person that is successful and tries to pull them down. And some of you listening at me know exactly what I'm talking about. I know my style of teaching is just tell straight up truth. I'm not mad with anyone. I'm respectful of people. But why should I not call what it is the way that it is so that people can get help? My addiction in my life was affecting my family, my wife, my work, my creativity. It was doing it. And there's no need of acting like it didn't. Are you hearing me? Also, there are sexual strongholds of perversion in our, in, in our generation and also prostitution. I take authority over spirits pull and pull on our sons and daughters that pulls them into the sex industry. I, did you hear me? Now, I'm going to say this here, and, and y'all listening at me with your nice little Christian self, playing and acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know, we know that the demons of drug addiction in our family line, some of them are out there doing prostitution to get high. Not all, but some. Well, the deeper you get into this pit of addiction, you'll do almost anything to get that drug. Brother Hopkins, please don't say that about my child. Please don't say that about my son. Sweetheart, it, that's what's out there on them streets every single night. That's what's out there on them streets right on the weekend. Are you hearing me? Also, the person I come against, sexual slavery and rape spirits. Are you hearing me? And I'm talking about sex trafficking, not only prostitution, but sex trafficking, sexual slavery, and rape spirits is tied to this thing of addiction. Yeah, isn't it ugly? Yep, I'm just telling you the truth. I also strongholds that keep them from getting saved. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Because everybody likes to taunt, so I'm so glad that I'm not in church now. I'm so free. Yeah, are you free? Huh? Are, 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 are you free? I could really say something about that attitude of being so glad that you're not saved now. I got a question for you. How's it going for you? How, how, how's things going? You're so happy that you're free from anything to do with serving God. I'm not talking about church, church buildings. I'm not talking about church organizations. I'm talking about a relationship with your creator. How is it going for you? Really? My dear friend, one of the okie dokes that the devil plays with the minds of our generation is you can have a godly parent. You can have a God in y'all's family line, and the enemy will try to make you feel like you don't need that. 
and you will backslide. Why do you think so many preachers' children are backslidden? Are you hearing me? I will say this. Oh, God, should I say this? No, nah, I'm going to say it. It's so amazing how many preachers' children are backslidden from God and not wanting having anything to do with God, but they want to benefit from the grace of God that's on their parent or on their grandparent. Now I said it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Any blessing that someone in my family line gets through me, they get it through me, through the God I serve, that they should be serving themselves. I said it. Brother Hopkins, I'm sure you're not going to, aren't you going to apologize for saying that? Nope, not at all. Because I never started being blessed in the fullness until I got loose to serve God with all of my heart, all of my soul, and all of my mind. If my being a preacher, being a believer is so bad, then why then do you come to me for help if my God is not good enough to serve? And that's in any family line, not just mine. Now, I know what I'm saying can be very offensive. That's offensive. Listen to me. Bluntly, the God that I serve, the God that I want all of my family line to acknowledge and serve is the reason why. He has blessed me to have the power to get wealth. Yes, I am extremely successful. And I give God all of the glory, all the praise. I'm not bragging. I'm not boasting. But sometimes we need to, when we're getting all cute, we need somebody to say, so, God and the things of God is a problem. But you have no problem going to that parent, going to that relative, going to that church seeking help from the same place that you want nothing to do with their God. Yeah, I said it. Some of you backslidden PKs, to those who do not know what that means, preacher's kids. Some of you backslidden folks who were raised up in church, but now you're doing something else outside of God. Listen to me, my dear friend. What I'm saying about this is true. God has done nothing to cause you to not serve him. Even if there was some ignorant people in the church you went to, ignorant situation that you've gone through growing up, God, the father, the creator of everything has done nothing. I pray to God that God loose you from that spirit. The, the Bible says, if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them at law, that are lost, who the God of this world have blinded their minds. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about a church building. I'm not talking about an organization. I'm talking about God, the father. My dear friend, ha, ah, these spirits want our generations out there in the world, bound by the world, bound by the system, and ignoring God. Try, do you really think that you can live your life and not acknowledge God? Oh, Jesus, let me move on. Backsliding spirits, that's a part of it. Children, many times, kids that are raised up in church, they backslide and go buck wild. Actually do worse than what? Turn out. Turn out worse than the people who don't know the Lord. Also, destruction spirits causing families not to get alone. That's also a part of that. We come against spirits of rejection, abandonment, and the black sheep in the family. Because that thing makes that person that is addicted, 
they begin to operate in rejection, abandonment, and the black sheep. They feel like they're nothing. I command witchcraft in any form to loose my generation. I command every related spirit to this prayer to leave them now. I cast you both down and I cast you out. And Father, I thank you. Father God, as I get ready to close out, I pray that anyone that is listening at the sound of my voice who has sons and daughters and grandchildren and children and cousins and relatives, I pray that you don't give up on them. I pray that you pray for their deliverance. I know I said some blunt stuff, but I'm talking this blunt because I've got not only Bible to back up what I'm saying, I have the experience to back up what I'm saying. Are you hearing me? This is not a guy on here talking what I don't know. I have both been the addict and the free person. I have both been bound by it. I've had a relapse before in my life. I know what, the way that this thing operates. I've been into programs. And now I stand here, amen, walking in a level of freedom. I have zero desire for any drug. I have zero desire to go back and do anything in the streets. I want nothing, nothing to do with that world other than to go in and see people pulled out. And I become a counselor who ministers to people with common sense principles, balanced teaching, wisdom, and experience. My dear friend, I thank you all for tuning in. Once again, if this message has blessed you and you want to sow a blessing into our lives, you can do that to Cash App. There it is on the screen, General Ivory Hopkins. Right there. Cash App, General Ivory Hopkins. You can do that through the Cash App. This is how they, if you're a matter of wanting counseling, you can go to pilgrimsministry.org called Deliverance and Counseling Session. It's right on our website. You know, as I get ready to pop out of here, again, I want to show you, amen, our, our, our book that we have written. I said it again. You can get this book, Prayer and Deliverance Guide from Drug Addiction. You can get it as a Kindle download. I prefer people get it by Kindle because that way you're just you and you and Amazon are getting your book right away. Or you can order it from us through our website at pilgrimsministry.org. You can get it through our website. Amen. Praise God. Thank God. See that right there? You can get it. And this is what our website looks like. Notice down there. Here is Deliverance and Counseling. See that right there? Right there is where we got Deliverance and Counseling. We hit that, you tag that, you can go in and see what it is for 45 minutes of counseling with me and what the price of that is. Over here, you can go through and get our book, and this is what it looks like on our website. This is the book that we're talking about here. Amen? Well, look, guys, I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. <laughs> this has been a good day. Thank God bless you, and I will always tell you guys like I always do, I want you always to remember that God loves you, and God is always watching. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure, amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom, life, and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye.